At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Our number two of the program. And, of course, that means we are joined by the gentlemen at Circa Sports, Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson. A three-pronged attack this week, guys. I'm out in New Jersey. James, of course, in Denver, Colorado. You guys right there in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we are, you know, typically in the same studio, and uh, we can kind of talk to each other, if you will. So I I'm just going to go through our routine here, how we normally do this Derek and Jeff Derek uh, typically we start with Jeff we go over the consensus five picks the five most popular picks in the circa million Jeff if you have anything else I know this is the final week of a five-week quarterly contest so a lot on the line as far as prize money as well my friend yeah absolutely uh, like you mentioned this is week nine of the circa million uh, it's the last uh, week of the second quarter which is five weeks um, and certainly it's going to be an exciting finish as we come down to the end. Obviously, we pay out uh, first place, second place, and third place, and then we also have a quarterly booby prize. So certainly a lot on the line this weekend, um, and obviously uh, excited to uh, read off the consensus top five here. So uh, as follows, uh, the 49ers uh, plus one at home versus the Arizona Cardinals, possibly without Kyler Murray. That was the number one selection this week with 1,679 selections. The Chargers minus one and a half on the road versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That was the number two overall consensus selection with 1,645 picks. Number three was the Bengals minus two and a half at home versus the Cleveland Browns in a divisional matchup. That had 1,130 selections. The Patriots minus three and a half on the road versus the Carolina Panthers was number four. That had a total of 1,112 selections. And then last but not least, uh, the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers plus 7.5 on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that was the fifth overall most popular selection uh, with 1,098 choices. So uh, to recap one more time, 49ers plus 1.5, Chargers minus 1.5, Bengals minus 2.5, Patriots minus 3.5, and, and then the Packers plus 7.5. That's your top five consensus for the Circus Sports Million Week 9. 
Yeah, I tell you what, the 49ers uh, being the most popular pick, no surprise. I figured it would definitely crack the top five, kind of similar to the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys last week, guys, where we didn't know who was going to start at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and we saw the Minnesota Vikings become one of the top five most popular picks in the Circa Million contest, and we're seeing that here where the live line on the 49er Cardinal game is about two and a half in favor of San Francisco, and of course they're catching a point in the contest. James, what about those top five picks? Anything jump out to you? Uh, well, t you talked about it with the 49ers. I actually see some threes out here in Colorado, so money continue Speculation, again, it's all about Kyler Murray not playing in this game and getting that good line value of where it sits in the contest to where it currently sits now uh, for the Niners sitting at three. But thinking about the Packers, right? How interesting is that with Aaron Rodgers now? What is certain – we talk about this a lot. What do certain players, especially the quarterback position, what do they mean to the line? And seeing where the Packers are sitting at that seven and a half, I was a Higher too. I took it, I, especially with that half. Even if it was sitting at seven, I would have played this in the contest. I think this is an opportunity for the rest of that Packers team to show that they are a team and they can win despite Aaron Rodgers not being there. So for it's interesting to see that that's one of the top five. I think that was number five when it comes to the Packers sitting there at plus seven and a half. But interesting to note that even without that quarterback being there, rally together, but also maybe it's a play against the Kansas City Chiefs and how, especially on that defensive side, how inept they've been lately. Yeah, I think it's a great point, James. Obviously, on a short week, uh, you get Devontae Adams back. But uh, obviously, when that news came out, uh, we opened six and a half. We didn't take it off the board. Uh, we instantly got bet at six and a half. We went to eight and a half and then took some money back on the uh, the Packers at eight and a half and ultimately settled into that seven, seven and a half range, uh, which is where we've been for the rest of the week. And, you know, to your point, I think it's, uh, you know, when you look at that backup, uh, it's it's relative to to what they're losing in in terms of the starting quarterback. So obviously, when you look at the Saints and and you lose Jameis Winston and you have you know guys like Trevor Simeon or possibly Taysom Hill uh, behind center, obviously the drop off's not going to be as big there. But when you go from guys uh, you know like Dak uh, to Cooper Rush uh, or Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, that drop off's going to be much more substantial. Derek, I know uh, you're a cheerleader every week for people to continue to survive in advance. We finally had the Dream Crusher week with the New York Jets. You, you remember, of course, in the inaugural season of Circus Survivor, the Jets did it to people again uh, when they beat the New uh, when they beat the Los Angeles Rams as 17 and a half point underdogs in Week 15. They pulled the trick on over 40 percent of the pool again in Week 8 of Circus Survivor. Uh, I mean, give me the rundown as far as the numbers. We we got the I mean where's the field this year compared to where we were in say week eight or nine last year well we there's there's quite a few more uh entrants still alive here as we're going into week nine but that's I think in good part due to the fact we started with so many uh so many um entries you know much more I mean right now you know even after what happened with the Bengals last week we have 1188 uh entries still alive uh, last year, that's that's more than the basically the total number of people in the contest. So, so we've got 1,188 alive going into week nine, um, and and that's down obviously quite a bit from you know the 2,200 we were at last week. And obviously, Bengals, uh, um, you know, unfortunately wiped out wiped out a whole lot of people. Um, going into today, the 1,188 is now officially 1,187, and that's because. The uh, streak continues of uh, no pick going in in week nine. Uh, there's one unfortunate individual that did not get their pick in. So we are at, we are at 1187 right now, and I'll go through these selections. It's a it's a pretty diverse uh, diverse list here. I mean, I really got to go through the top seven here. The Colts um, were the number one selection. Um, they're already you know they're already in the house here after winning on Thursday with 287 selections. The Bills shortly behind them with 249 selections. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at 151. I thought Steelers actually had a chance to be the number one uh, selection this week. Uh, but they came in with 151 selections. Baltimore Ravens at 126. New Orleans Saints at 122. Dallas Cowboys at 111. And uh, the Miami Dolphins at uh, at 76 selections. So, We've got uh, we've got a lot of selections here just on the top seven alone. 
Um, and so I would tend to think we're going to start we're going to start seeing a, a little bit more of a reduction again this week. But again, the key thing is people are running out of teams now. I mean, some of the better, better teams. I was a little surprised the Bills were the second largest just, just because so many people had already taken the Bills. I tell you what, it's pretty interesting there. A couple of risky selections. You know, we talked about the Green Bay Packers. James uh, making it a point that thinks this is an opportunity for the rest of the team to show that they can do it without Aaron Rodgers. And you've got about 40 or 50 people there on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Miami Dolphins, boy, how do you throw your chips uh, all in the middle of the table on this team? <laughs> so uh, certainly some sweats there it looks like uh, we'll have in Week 9 a Circus Survivor. James, I know you have one live entry remaining. Where did you go this week? I'm going to the big easy, gentlemen. I'm going with the Saints here and really looking at their their list. I mean, yeah, week 16, they are going to host the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football, but that's a ways down the list. And to, to your point, Derek, yeah, you've got to – we're running out – some folks are running out of teams, but also you've got to save some teams. We've still got Thanksgiving coming up in a few weeks, so you've got to save some of those teams. And I don't want to have to just be down to either the Bears or the Lions – I got to save the Raiders, got to save the Cowboys, some of these things that Bills and the Saints, that's going to be a tough matchup, but got to save some teams not only for Thanksgiving, but you also got to save and consider the the three games for the Christmas week, in a sense, got to save some of those teams too. So yeah, we're going to start to see some more diversity when it comes to the selection of certain teams getting out there and who can you go down to, because you have to not just think about this week. Now, now that we're halfway through the season, a lot of times it's, yeah, maybe we, I, I, I didn't really script it out for the entirety of the season, but now you start to have to do that because you have to be very conscious of the teams that you have to keep alive for both Christmas and thanks and Thanksgiving. And in this case here, that's where I was going with the Saints. I just think that I don't love the scheduling spot, fellas, coming off that huge game. Uh, emotional win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as the Monday night football on the short week, high level games. And now you're playing a really bad Atlanta Falcons team, but it is a divisional game. And right now that Saints team, very physical and smelling the opportunity to be able to win that division in the NFC South. Derek, Derek, I always like to hear your strategy. Uh, You, of course, do the fictional entry there on our show, the nightcap with Tim Murray. Where did you go this week on your survivor card? Well, Brady, I didn't go anywhere because with our fictional pick, I got eliminated because I was one of the guys on the Bengals last week. So, so I didn't have to make a selection yesterday. Uh, if if I were still the unit, I would have I would have taken the Steelers. I thought the Steelers were were, were uh, in a spot where I liked using them. Um, when I looked at the rest of the schedule, I couldn't really figure out you know an appropriate spot where I would use them. So I I kind of liked the Steelers, uh, and that was you know based upon the you know, assumption that most people have the have, have the bills already uh, already selected. All right. Well, very good. And uh, like you said, still around the same number of total entries live in Circus Survivor this year as there were at the beginning of the contest in 2020. So a lot of uh, decisions to be made here down the stretch in both Circus Survivor and, of course, the Circa Millions contest. Gentlemen, thank you, as always, for joining us and updating us on the Circa contest. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Thanks, thanks, Brady. Thanks a lot. Great to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Always great to be joined by Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson. I love the fact that this is the first release of the consensus picks for the Circa Millions contest and also the most popular picks for the Circa Survivor contest. A great update there from our friends over at Circa Sports. When we get back to it, James Salinas and I will dive back into the Sunday card. We've got the Monday Nighter preview coming up as well. Still on the early portion of the card for Sunday on the NFL schedule in Week 9. It's the Pro Football Blitz, right? here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And, uh, James, let's react just a little bit to the uh, segment, of course, we had there with Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson going over the contest selections, the top five most popular selections in the Circa Millions, also the most popular picks in Circa Survivor. And uh, I tell you, there's about uh, 250 people that are resting easy right now with the Indianapolis Colts. That was the most popular pick in Circa Survivor. They, of course, beat the Jets on Thursday night. They're sitting pretty without a sweat the rest of the week. And and I wonder, I'll ask you, of course, the Colts were big favorites in this game, 10 or 10 and a half points. Had you already used the Colts or maybe you saving them for a, a spot that you like better than that matchup against the Jets? Yeah, I, I have not used the Colts, so I am saving them. And now you look at their schedule here. Don't forget, they are one of those teams that are playing on Christmas. They're going to be playing at the Cardinals. Ah, Anything, okay, well, the go. Cardinals playing, you're playing at home. They should be able to handle that. You thought that maybe a few weeks ago, but now the Colts getting healthier on the offensive line, starting to establish that running game. And then the opposite side now with Kyler Murray being banged up, DeAndre Hopkins dealing with a hamstring injury. It's really hard to try to project out two too far because of the nature of where we're at not only with injuries now we're seeing the impact of COVID again hitting certain players especially key players like Aaron Rodgers so I did not use the Colts I have not used the uh, saving the Colts but I don't know if I'll save them quite all the way to then they actually play they got the long week off now after playing the Jets and then they get to host the Jacksonville Jaguars the following weeks come, come week 10. So that's a pretty favorable spot too. Uh, just things to have to consider, but they also have a game at Houston. And I think that's the, that's the piece with thinking about those teams in the AFC South, because they are going to play Jacksonville twice. They are going to play Houston twice when we're thinking about the Titans and the Colts, the two top teams within that division. But the other tough part with that is both of those teams actually play on that Christmas week in a sense. So, do we save them? How long do we save them? I'm still saving the Colts, but I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to play them yet. 
Uh, let's get back to the Circa Million Consensus Top 5. And, of course, we'll dive into this game in further detail uh, a little bit later in the program. But I did find it interesting. I didn't expect the Chargers as one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Philadelphia to be one of the most popular picks in the uh, Circa Millions contest. They're the second most popular selection are the Chargers. Uh, I made this line personally. I made it at three-and-a-half, and, a half and uh, it opened at three, and we saw immediate money come in on the Philadelphia Eagles and it's kind of stayed there all week. Um, what were your what were your thoughts? Do you kind of like this Chargers side? Or are you surprised that they're one of the most popular picks? I'm maybe a little surprised just thinking about Philadelphia and sometimes we know recency bias plays a lot into from what you just saw to where you think they're going and the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, I completely annihilated the Detroit Lions last week. But again, that was the Detroit Lions. If you think about two weeks prior playing there in Las Vegas and after that first drive for the Philadelphia Eagles really just looking completely one dimensional it's it's one read quarterback for Jalen Hurts and then tuck it and run and now you're going to go play a Chargers team that yeah they've got a rebound now they're going to have to shake it off from getting handled again by coach Belichick and offensively Justin Herbert looking you know looking a little confused and as well as that game where they uh just couldn't find their way at all against the Baltimore Ravens. So maybe a little humility for this Chargers team played very well up until that point. But talent wise, if you just look on both sides of the both sides of the of the sideline, look at that roster for both of these teams. I mean, talent, especially on the offensive side, clearly favors the Chargers. The one thing to note there with the Chargers coming into this game, a little banged up on the back end. A couple of DBs think three DBs will not be playing in this game for the L.A. Chargers. But then you look at the matchup, is that something that Jalen Hurts and that passing offense can take advantage of? Not really sure. I kind of suspect not. I lean towards the Chargers here. All right, very good. Let's pick up on the early half of the NFL schedule for Sunday, and it is the post-Odell Beckham Jr. era beginning in Cleveland. Uh, kind of a wild week in the Browns camp as they decide to release the wide receiver earlier this week, James. The Cincinnati Bengals will host this contest, a bragging rights uh, affair for the state of Ohio. The Bengals come in off of that loss to the Jets as 11.5-point favorites in Week 8. The Browns come in off of a loss in division to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're still really banged up. It's been an unfortunate story for the Cleveland Browns this season. I included with a lot of other people, especially Browns fans, of course, had really high hopes for a roster that was absolutely loaded, but they have been so beaten up by injuries this year, kind of like the 49ers a little bit last year. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is questionable in this game, as is Denzel Ward, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jack Conklin, one of the best cogs along that offensive line. He's now been placed on IR. I made this number three in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's pretty much between uh, been between two and a half or three all the week. Uh, I've even seen a two in some shops. Two and a half in favor of Cleveland is the consensus number where we stand currently with a total of 47 and a half. Where are you with this one, James? I like the Bengals. Thinking about the Browns, you mentioned the injuries, not only for those that are questionable to play or banged up, especially on the offensive line. Also, J.C. Treader, he'll be playing at the center position, but he's been nursing a knee injury for basically the last month, so very limited in practice each and every week. He's gutting it out, but he is clearly not 100%, and then they've had a rotating rotating players at left tackle, and now with not having Conklin at the right side, uh, that's really putting more pressure on this running game to have to get off. Now, they were able to make that happen against the Denver Broncos a couple of weeks ago, but we mentioned earlier in the first hour about the Broncos situation at the linebacker position with basically eight linebackers out of commission for that team and just picking up guys off the street to have to fill in and, and perform. Well, different story when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers and they know what to expect from the Cleveland Browns. So do the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think here, the one injury that we know is, is going to be injured all season long Brady and it's Baker Mayfield and I know it's the, it's not his throwing shoulder it's his left shoulder his non-throwing shoulder here but it's a torn labor he did something else to it too and it he has to wear this really uh this really cumbersome brace that really restricts his his movement and his torso when he's trying to throw the football and we've seen it he's been missing a lot of throws high because of it and it's obviously it's really affected his accuracy and you're mentioning now with OBJ probably a good thing that that distraction is now off the field and out of the locker room and 
out of that franchise. But still, I think that's really hampered the the effectiveness for Baker Mayfield to throw the ball off the play-action pass. And now you've got a Cincinnati Bengals team that clearly were sleepwalking last week against the New York Jets. Complete no-show performance from that team. Just young team and dealing with success and going on in the road and winning a big game at Baltimore the way that they did to put themselves in position in the fir- in first place in the AFC North. Got humbled last week at New York. And then probably even stewing more. If you're watching, if they're watching that game, you know they were watching Thursday Night Football and they're seeing that Jets team just get torn apart the way that they did and get torn apart in that game at New England a couple weeks prior, they got to be thinking, man, we lost to these guys. We were clearly not awake. I think we're going to see a tremendous effort out of the Bengals. They're very healthy. It's a healthy team right now. I think we're going to see a a very inspired effort and really an angry effort out of the Bengals. I like where they're at from a health standpoint. They're playing at home here. It was sitting at two and a half. I found the money line at $1.35. I just laid the extra juice here. Just win the football game. I think they will. Money line for me with the Bengals at home, minus 135. Yeah, I agree with you, James. I, I, I looked at this side. I almost made it a contest play. I ended up not making a move, but uh, I'm with you. I think if I did play this game, I would go your route and, and play Cincinnati on the money line, tank the points out of the equation. I do believe they will come in fired up off of that loss. I also think this game will say a lot about Coach Zach Taylor. Now, in his first couple seasons there in Cincinnati, you know, this guy – we, we made a mockery of him and some of the decisions he made, but boy, has he come around in this season's term. And, uh, you know, this guy is now becoming a popular choice for NFL head coach of the year. I've seen some folks at VEASAN saying they like that bet to now bet on Zach Taylor to win NFL coach of the year. And I think this game, how he gets his team to respond in this contest will say a lot about him. I also agree with you, James, that I think OBJ leaving this situation is probably good for Cleveland. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they respond too. maybe they come with an inspired effort off of that I don't know if it's enough to really lay your whole your whole handicap you know to put your whole handicap in that basket but I do think it will end up being a positive in the end I remember when New York got rid of him a lot of people said you know that was the best thing that ever happened to the Giants unfortunately this guy uh, continues to have issues wherever he lands we'll see if he lands somewhere on Monday when he hits the waiver wire and where OBJ will find himself next in the NFL. When we continue here on the Pro Football Blitz, we continue to make our way through the early portion of the Sunday card in Week 9. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV. Play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Prediction Series. Join four free-to-play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions may apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you going through the Week 9 card. Still a couple more games left to get to in the early portion of the Sunday slate. And James, uh, I don't know about you, um, but I do not like it when there's only three games in the afternoon portion. They are are front-loaded heavy with the morning games this week. Why can't they just have an even split? Well, because I, I mean, we know it's it's about putting the marquee games in the afternoon for those for some of these bigger games. But yeah, for are you us saying as, it's as, about money? <laughs> no, well, it's about money for the league. It's also Imagine about money that. for us. Because it makes it hard, especially for somebody like me. I know we talk a lot, we talk about these games prior to kickoff and what we think is going to happen over the course of sixty minutes, and we know how things translate from from the start of the game throughout the game. Things change, and I'm definitely one that really gets involved playing in game. And yeah, it makes it hard when we have like eight or nine games going on in the morning. I only have so I have four TVs. I have one that I have split that has four games on it. Like I'm trying to keep an eye, but it's really hard sometimes to stay on top of all those games, especially. Especially for us as sports bettors, if you like to play in games, so yeah, NFL league, can we do something about that to help us and to help 
when for those of us that love to bet in game, narrow it down a little bit so we don't have to watch as many. I would love to have more Brady to your point in the second half of the day. Those later starts, that four o'clock or four twenty-five start Eastern time for those afternoon games. Yeah, give us split them up. Give us even give us like maybe it's six and five, whatever that number is. But definitely not when it's trying to find eight or nine games. It's just information overload sometimes. Four is not the worst thing in the world. I prefer five, but three is just bad. So uh, we'll get through it, though. Uh, One other note uh, we were talking about, of course, the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals game. The Bengals, by the way, four and three straight up, three, one, and three against the spread when Joe Burrow starts as their quarterback. Baker Mayfield, by the way, five and one straight up versus the Bengals, but also one, four, and one against the spread in those contests. James, I tell you what. But another tough week for the Las Vegas Raiders. It just feels like things are never easy for this team. They go to the they go through the situation that leads to the resignation of their head coach John Gruden, and they respond very impressively off of that with two big wins, uh, winning impressively over the Denver Broncos in the Mile High City, and then coming back home to Las Vegas and really destroying the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they go into a bye week, so that's kind of a bad break too. They have all this momentum going, and then they have to stop it with a bye week and then you have the horrific situation incredibly unfortunate for all parties involved with the Henry Ruggs situation he of course was released from the team earlier this week and from a football perspective everybody has to move on and Derek Carr and all the Las Vegas Raiders have been talking about that it's very difficult to do and that's my question in the handicap of this game we saw them bounce back from the John Gruden situation can they now do it with another unfortunate turn of events that has happened to this organization can they now get up and go across the country to take on the New York Giants and to- uh, and turn this trick again Brady, I think we hear the term adversity. We hear every team say it all season long, and it doesn't matter what sport. And they get, they think adversity. Well, we got some guys get hurt, and we had some guys down. Those types of things. I mean. This is true adversity, what the Raiders, this organization is having to deal with. You mentioned what happened a few weeks back with John Gruden. And now just just the, the, the is there any bigger off-field distraction for what happened? Henry Ruggs just being totally irresponsible and, and reckless with his decision to do what he did. And, and just like you said, Brady, I echo your sentiments fully. Just an unfortunate situation. Just such tragic. So senseless. Didn't have to happen. Making bad decisions. Young fellas out there doing those things. Hopefully folks learn from that. Aside from outside of that and make better choices. But I think for this Raiders team, yeah, it's a different scenario here with what 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 Ruggs did compared to what Gruden did. But I think what we learn about this Raiders team is they they've learned how to be able to be a team when they lean on each other. You're talking about the the emotion involved with both of these incidents, with both what happened with, with Ruggs this past week and with Ron Gruden last month. That's very emotional for these players, and they lean on each other, and it's beyond just the X's and O's. You talk about family in the locker room when it comes to teams. I think that's what this Raiders team is. They've learned to be their emotional support system for each other, whether it's the players, the coaching staff being able to lead and have tough conversations and being able to bring guys together uh, to, to purse each other, to, to help each other through this, uh, these emotional times. And I think we've seen that. I think we've seen it like for somebody like Derek Carr. I mean, he is talk about, for, forget about his skills. We're not even talking about what he's done on the field as a quarterback for the Raiders, but he's one that doesn't, he's not afraid to express and show his emotions and be there for his teammates. And I think these guys, this is kind of the sentiment for this Raiders team. And in a sense, because we've seen that, that was the big question mark for me a month ago. How are they going to respond when they came here to the Mile High City to play the Denver Broncos after the John Gruden uh, fiasco? That tremendous effort out of the Raiders. Can we expect that again? Well, I also have to think about the situation. And yeah, maybe getting on the road is probably a good thing where you can just, it's its just us and we're away from all these other distractions here in town. We can get out there on the road, move, go, fly to New York, have dinner together and how they do those kind of things, walkthroughs, etc. tonight here on Saturday night for the, the Raiders. But also the other side, Brady, playing a Giants team. 
they've had some distractions of their own. Nothing comparable to what the Raiders are going through right now in their situations. But they just came off a short week playing competitively against the Kansas City Chiefs, losing that game ultimately, and then going through all this this roller coaster of COVID going through the locker room, false positives, negative, all these different things of who's going to play, who can come to the facilities, guys being turned around and being sent back because of these these false tests that we're going through. Uh, they've had their own distractions, haven't been able to pr- practice or prepare for the Raiders in this matchup, not to mention the fact that this is a banged up and beat up Giants team. They've got 16 players on injured reserve, and they're going to have an additional three starters that will not be playing in this game on Sunday, including Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley will not be on the field for this matchup. And then this is a team that does not play well. At home, this is a team where, yeah, I know they were able to to finally handle the Carolina Panthers, but that was really just due to the Panthers' ineptitude and Sam Darnold in particular just giving away that football game to the Giants. This is not a team that I want to get involved with and back, especially when they're playing at home. I feel like that crowd there in New York is just ready to turn on them as soon as something starts to go south and they face some adversity on the field. That crowd's not there to pick them up and be their support system. There's the Boo Birds start to sing in that stadium, so. I'm going to take the Raiders here. I bet I'm sitting there at three. I'll lay the number on the road here. I think this is a team, the full sense of the word team for the Las Vegas Raiders. And then talent-wise, this is a pretty healthy team rolling into this game versus the Giants here. I don't like the Giants any way, shape, or form playing at home. Give me the Raiders minus the three. Well, there's some people in the market that agree with you, James. We have seen a couple of stores go to three and a half on the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. And and I'm with you. I'm rooting for the silver and black. Uh, You know, boy, they have been through some tough times and uh, nothing is a better deodorant than winning football games. So I hope they can get it done here out on the East Coast. The Atlanta Falcons are in the big easy to take on the New Orleans Saints in an NFC South division tilt. The Falcons a game under 500 after being upset outright by the Carolina Panthers last week in Atlanta and of course New Orleans off of a huge win over the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No Jameis Winston in this one of course with the knee injury in that game against the Buccaneers. Uh, Trevor Simeon very impressive in relief in that game and he's been called on to get the start here over Taysom Hill. Now Taysom Hill will be available but Simeon will be the starting quarterback for the Saints. They're laying six points here at home in the Superdome James. A total of 42. What do you think about this one? Atlanta is not a good football team, but Saints coming off of that win over Tampa Bay. How do you see this one unfolding? And also a big win the week prior on Monday night at Seattle. So two high high leverage games, high intensity games, and now you're playing the Atlanta Falcons, a bad football team that you should beat at home. Maybe there's maybe a bit of an emotional letdown coming here, but I think there's enough leadership on this team for the Saints to be able to pick themselves up because the Falcons aren't a team that can, well, we're going to take advantage. You didn't show up to play. We're going to jump all over you and take advantage of it and get out to a big lead. That's not what the Atlanta Falcons are. This is a team that's it's a team in, in transition. We know that new coaching staff a lot of new players having to come on board no Ridley again Calvin Ridley at the wideout position for the Atlanta Falcons but it's really in my mind a really soft team this is not a team that's very physical on either side of the football they can't run the football nor do they stop the run the Carolina Panthers and this was out Christian McCaffrey ran for over 200 yards against this Atlanta Falcons defense last week and that's exactly what the Saints are they are a team that is going to grind you and pound you and be more physical on both sides of the football for 60 minutes I think the toughness of this team for the Saints steps up and makes this game and wins this game. Habit, I'd put him in a part or put him in a one of the leg of a teaser for me just to bring him down to a pick him here. And then you mentioned Trevor Simeon. You know, this guy was here in Denver, Brady. He competed here. He was just in a bad spot. He had to fill the shoes after the Super Bowl win after the Super Bowl season for the Denver Broncos when Peyton Manning retired. It was Simeon that had to step in and t- shoulder the load there. Played pretty well, but he's a veteran player. We saw it play out last week against Tampa. I think he makes it happen in the Saints win. I love the defense for the New Orleans Saints. They are fun to watch. Just watching that defense play is very cool. All right, we come back with best bets next on the Pro Football Blitz.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Mid-Season Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com, and the upcoming college hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up right now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. My partner, James Salinas, via Denver, Colorado. I am out here at the Sports Betting National Championship in Weehawken, New Jersey, at the gorgeous OnView Hotel, bringing you the Pro Football Blitz, heavy on the NFL card here. And we will dive into the afternoon portion of the NFL Sunday here in just a moment. Of course, we'll also get to the Monday nighter. But, James, time for the best bets. And I want to touch on a couple that you and I kind of share here. We were just talking about the Raiders. I know you made the Raiders at minus three, one of your plays, and then also the Saints you have teased down to a pick'em. I actually have that on a leg of a teaser as well. I did not put that here in the program, but I do have that uh, on a leg of a teaser with the Green Bay Packers. I just put my top three down here, but you and I are on the same page on both of those. The one fly in the ointment here with the Raiders, and I'll uh, read this off to you. Derek Carr, we heard him. I don't know if you saw his press conference and it, 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 again the situation with Henry Ruggs it, it, it's very it pulls at your heartstrings it's tough and it was absolutely doing that to Derek Carr but I thought it was very interesting that he referenced if you recall in the last couple of seasons that they've been here in Las Vegas they have really struggled in the second half of the season and coming out of their bye week. Las Vegas is 0-4 against the spread in recent years after their bye and 1-5 and against the number as a non-division road favorite. But I think this is a very unique experience this time around, and, and we saw them come together as a team after losing their head coach, John Gruden. We'll see if they can do it here again, and uh, I don't mind laying the points with them in, in this situation. As much as I think this team can come together, and they've shown that they can rally their troops in difficult times, I think it's also a play against the New York Giants, and I talked about going into the last break how I love this New Orleans Saints defense. I, I think that side of the ball can probably win this 
this game alone for the New Orleans Saints over the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you talk about the physicality of the Saints defense. Same way offensively, they want to run the football at you, not only with Alvin Kamara, but they were able to get Mark Egram. Just a fire sale again from the Houston Huge. Texans. Love and that. You bring, absolutely. You bring. You know how he runs. He's a downhill runner. He knows the system there. And then he's the alpha. He brings that edge to him. You see the energy and the enthusiasm that he brings. He gets guys fired up. And that's what we talked about. Yeah, maybe this might be a bit of an emotional flat spot for – it has to be. I mean, you just came up. They were sky high for that game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was kind of the same way against uh, – you're going on Monday night to play the Seattle Seahawks, even though Russell – Wilson wasn't there. We saw what a physical game that was. Back-to-back, really high-energy, high, very physical football games. But I think the leadership that's in that locker room there with these with this Saints team, they're not going to sleepwalk for four quarters. We're not going to see what happened with the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Yeah, very bad scheduling spot for the Bengals. You think about two big divisional games, and especially off the win, and you got the Jets sandwich in between those. Yeah, in a sense here, it is a divisional game, but the Atlanta Falcons are really, uh, it's a bad football team, and they're a soft football team, Brady. That's really what it comes down to for me, too. It's sometimes you just get, look at these, and we handicaps, and I don't know what all these numbers speak out here, but then you can just look at the toughness, and there's one team that's going to get out there, and they're going to they're they're going to battle you for four quarters, and they're going to be more physical, and then you're going to see an Atlanta Falcons team, really nice, soft team, pretty team. Maybe they should be playing seven-on-seven, seven, wear flags, and put the red jersey <laughs> on the quarterback, but this is not not a tough team. They're not a physical team. They the Carolina Panthers ran for over 200 yards on this team last week. This is just a team that doesn't look like they want to compete out there. A lot of guys know they're probably not going to be on that roster next year. Not a good football team. Now going on the road. Maybe the Saints fall asleep a little bit. First few possessions, first quarter, maybe even the first half. But this is a 60-minute game. It's four quarters here, and I love the leadership on this Saints team. And to your point, it's old school. I love teams that get out there, and we're just going to be tougher and more physical than you in the trenches on both sides of the football. That's the New Orleans Saints. You've got them uh, paired with the Los Angeles Rams in a six-point teaser, and the Rams makes all the sense in the world. You're going through all the key numbers there. You've teamed, uh, teased the Rams down to just minus one and a half. Uh, I had the Packers as the other side in a six-point teaser with the Saints. I've also got the Packers teased up to plus 13, James, with the Arizona Cardinals on the road at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara and tease them through all the key numbers up to eight and a half. They're currently catching two and a half points. Uh, and, and this reminds me of what we saw in Minnesota last week where there was such a reaction to no Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it seems like we're seeing uh, the same movie over again here with the reaction to no Kyler Murray. But People are forgetting this Arizona Cardinals team is really good, and I think it's going to be a very good contest. I think San Francisco will show up as well. They played a very competitive game against the Arizona Cardinals a few weeks back in Glendale, Arizona. So, you know, either team catching better than a touchdown here, I think is a good play on the teaser card. As long as I think the biggest thing for me is there's just question marks on Arizona right now. Will Kyler Murray play? Depend, seeing where that number is and seeing now that it's in favor of San Francisco laying three, all the speculation that he won't play. It's going to be another one of those great game time decisions. 90 minutes, check those inactive reports. Wonder where the number goes from there if it's ruled that he is not playing. DeAndre Hopkins also banged up. On the other side for the Arizona Cardinals here, the defensive side with with TJ or JJ Watt not playing and being out for the rest of the season. Not that he's the the same player that he was in in the Houston Texans, but he has the motor and he has that energy out there on the field. Those are the kind of things that are difficult to replicate. So getting a lot of points here for sure, but for the 49ers side, uh, I think we've got to see the 49ers get back to doing what they want to do, and that's going to be rushing the football, especially that zone block team get off the edge. We should see George Kittle back in this matchup for the San Francisco 49ers. Terrific receiver for sure, but Really, the enter. He's another one of those fiery guys that loves to get physical in the run game. He's a tremendous run blocker, so something to look at. I think for me, I'm not getting involved with this game until I see those inactive reports for both teams because there are some key individuals on both sides that just are in question at this point. 
I think there's a good chance that Kyler Murray will not play. And, and I think Colt McCoy is a pretty darn good backup. Um, so I'm not worried about catching eight and a half. Again, I've crossed all the key numbers there. Divisional game here. I think it will be a very competitive game. And I'm with you on the 49ers. Very impressive in their victory over Chicago last week. And uh, you talk about George Kittle back in the lineup. Absolutely very big for that running game for San Francisco. Uh, look at a couple of other uh, plays I made here. I teased the Carolina. Carolina Panthers up to plus 10. That's when this line was at four. It is now down to three and a half. It looks like Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey will probably go in this game. And I tease the Bills down to eight, James. I mean, I know that's not a, a, a real positive EV tease there with 14 down to eight. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Bills have a good chance to win this game by 17, let alone eight. I think they covered that number in the first half, Brady. They should make that the number in the first <laughs> half for the Bills laying 14. I mean, we talked about this one with the Jaguar side. And that's the expectation. Maybe there was too high of expectations. I remember we talked about season win totals before the game, the season started. They were sitting at like six and a half, maybe, and they, yeah, an additional game. But that just yeah, means that's an, addition, that's an addition. That's an addition. That's an additional loss for the Jaguars. Not an additional w a chance to win. It's just a bad football team. You got Urban Meyer coming over, and yeah, rah rah. This is not college. You you're not playing. You're not the team that comes out with the better talent like he's been used to playing. Where whether he's in Florida. Ohio State or even Utah for a while, better talent going out there. You're playing with a team that has no talent, and yeah, it, it, and they're playing just like it. And struggles for struggles for the young rookie quarterback there. You mentioned Robinson and whether he's going to play with a heel injury. He was limited in practice Friday. Did not play practice Wednesday or Thursday. No playmaking ability here. I think the Bills probably get after it. I don't lay big numbers in the NFL, Brady, but of all these ones, that would probably be one that I may just sit back. Fire on the lay that big number 14, 14 and a half rocking chair aside, even teaser aside here. I think they're going to roll through them. So sitting at eight, 14, maybe 20. Maybe that line's too low, Brady, at sitting at 14. Yeah, I know. I was listening to Guessing Lines, the Monday morning program on VSIN with Gil Alexander and Chris Andrews. And Chris's power ratings on this game came to 18 in favor of the Buffalo Bills. So uh, we will see. Yeah, I, like you said earlier, James, I think they can probably name their score. Uh, to complete the uh, rundown of your best bets here, Teddy Bridgewater, a prop bet under 261.5 passing yards in their game against the Dallas Cowboys. You've also got the Bengals on the money line at minus 135 just to win that game outright against the Cleveland Browns and then I uh, mentioned the Packers you've got at plus seven and a half I, I'm with you there as well and to round out my final best bet I also have another teaser with the Broncos teased up to 16 and the Texans teased to 11 and a half that Miami Texans game uh, no team either side should be catching 11 and a half in that game so I think I can stay within that number we will see when we come back we get to the afternoon portion of the Sunday card as we roll along here on the Pro Football Blitz at VEASANandVEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.